Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with my co-host who isn't actually with us right now, but she'll be in a little later in the show. That's Hall of Famer Leanne Whippen and Dave and Chris are running around here. And we're coming to you from the Zoom version of the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland. And we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. You can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. You can even buy from them online now. So that's pretty cool. Well, you know, it's a new year. It's a new day, as they say. Uh, Our friend Kel Phelps from Barbecue News Magazine, but also the proprietor of National Barbecue. uh, Is it Barbecue and Grill? But you don't have a G in there. So, yeah, no, it's it's National Barbecue and Grilling Association. There you go. Yes, sir. You'd think I'd know that by now, but. Uh, you got a convention coming up. Man, we have got a great, great convention slated. Absolutely, man. Okay, so what gives? What are you going to be doing? And where is it? How? Where is it? Who's in it? How's in it? And is Miss Janet going to hit you over the head again this year with some inanimate object to keep you on the straight and narrow? Let's hope not, man. <laughs> I hope I can keep her a little busier this year than last year. So uh, maybe she won't be able to trace me down, chase me down and uh, catch me. But yeah, man, February 15th through the 18th in the uh, destination town of Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. Just about a mile from Walt Disney World. Um, actually, President's Day weekend. So you got an extra. Uh, day there on monday anybody want to come hang out um a little over and uh take a family trip we will be having the national barbecue and grilling association the national convention will be happening wednesday uh we'll start wednesday on the 15th and it'll go through saturday um the 18th um master classes We've got some of the biggest names in the barbecue world working on uh, those master classes on Saturday for public. Um, been getting a ton of questions about those. Uh, people want to know that you have to um, attend the conference to go to that, and you do not. That is a separate ticket on its own, man. So if you want to just uh, come for a cheap eight hours of schooling from the likes of Mark Lambert, Tuffy Stone, Mo Kaysen, Bob Trudnick, Boars Not Out guys doing whole hog. Uh, that class is 200 bucks for MBQA members for eight hours worth of training how to you, you actually get to eat what they are showing you how to cook. So, so I have one I have one question really quick. 
Kel. Okay. Can you get Mo to be quiet and take a breath in that eight hours? Absolutely not, man. Okay, good. He will probably uh, be wide open that entire two hours of uh, his brisket. <laughs> and they're doing a bonus. They're actually doing beef ribs, too. But, I mean, that is just such a tiny part of, of the whole deal. Um, but, you know, for people who really are in wanting to learn how to do barbecue better, right? there is no better deal in the world. Most most time, these guys are doing $1,000 for class you know, that's five, six hours long. Um, but those guys are donating the MEBQA and all we want to do is, is share their talents around. And, uh, so it allows us to do that, but, um, that's just some of it on Saturday that'll be happening for, um, for the enthusiast, uh, backyard folks. Um, everything kicks off Wednesday. We're actually doing a bus tour. Uh, we're going to, those people who are in the professional ranks always love to go in and uh, see different restaurants. So we've got three different locations set up on Wednesday afternoon. Um, we'll go to a place called Pig Floyd's. It is a uh, must-see when you get to Orlando. Um, a little itty-bitty joint, man, but it is off the chain good. And if you want to go look at something a little bigger, uh, John Rivers place it's called four river smokehouse he's probably got about 20 locations across the country now yeah down here in the southeast but um his place we'll actually go visit one of his locations there in orlando and then uh, we'll finish it up at sunny's barbecue so they've revamped a bunch of stores i think you probably met shannon last year yeah the master's panel so um and miss barbara latimer works uh with those folks as well so we're Getting to go in there and uh, those tours, you actually get to go in the kitchen, see the lines, um, how they run, how they lay out, and what they do, and how they do, and why they do it. So Shannon was on the show. He was he was a great guest. Shannon's a great guy. The only thing I, you know, the only thing I, I don't like about Shannon is he is a Florida Gator fan, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm a bulldog. I re I bleed red and black. So, uh, but other than that, I, I but I will do this. I, I would go to war with him anytime because he is that kind of guy. So, oh yeah. Well, at least we don't have any TCU fans on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bless their heart, man. I tell you what, that was a shocker. But um, yeah, that that'd be a whole nother show for a <laughs> deal. Actually, probably... actually, I was rooting for him just so they had somebody to root for him. I was calling for him. I, I, I was shocked. I don't think anybody else was as shocked. After watching uh, the way they played Michigan, I was wore out before George ever played, man. I mean, I was yeah, I was wore out that day. But, um, man, yeah. It was tough. Okay, so in the regular part of the, of the conference, though, I know you've got like a social media class. You've got some other classes there for the professional barbecue people. Lay some of those on us. Yeah, man. So barbecue sessions will actually start up Thursday and Friday. Uh, we got about 15 of them. And a matter of fact, your uh, loyal co-host, man, jumped in and uh, went to work with us and helped uh, helped us book some of those classes and some of those names. Um, but if you're in the barbecue world, you'll know some of them. Jeff Shapiro um, is um, with Famous Dave's. Um, 
man, back in the day in the Chicago area, um, he was killing it with a place called Urban Q there, um, serving millions of pounds of pork there, just out of uh, mom and pop operations. Um, he's coming to do a business one-on-one class. So if you've ever thought about being um, doing any kind of barbecue business, man, I guarantee you, no matter how much it costs you to get there and to go through that class, it will pay you back with the information that you'll learn there at that class alone. Um, how to do social media, what, you know, that class is going to be talking about um, which platforms serve uh, your interests better. So um, we'll go piece by piece, you know, I mean, we can all, there's 10 million of them now and we get strung out if we're not careful. Right. And um, my daddy called it half tailing but he caught a little more than half tailing. But anyway, you know, when you get to try to do eight different formats, you'll have tail it because there's no way you can get your normal workload done and do all those platforms by yourself really good. So um, I think they're going to talk about, you know, which ones will serve you better and uh, how to concentrate and grow your followers and network on each one individually. Um, I think I think you have to do what I did. And I'm being serious for a second. I hired a kid still in high school, knows everything about social media. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I just said, here's where we're at. Here's what I want you to do. Take us, take it away, Joe. And he's done that. Man, listen, I, I will say you said the key word when you said kid. Yep. Oh my gosh, man. You know, for years I've told people, um, man, I'm the old guy. I'm the print, you know, lay it out, print it, you know, send it out, mail it. That aspect of the business, I know. But now trying to do a flipping book and try to make sure your Facebook's up and how to go live and you got blogs going on, man, I learn. I try to learn something every day, but you know, at 52 years old, brother, there's only so much room in this uh, noggin left. <laughs> so, um, so we definitely, we've got a 24-year-old, Miss Lloyd Beth. She is sharp as a tack, and uh, she's doing the TikTok stuff, the Instagram stuff that we never even thought, and it's growing, and, you know, and that's, that's helped us tremendously as well. Well, <clears throat> eventually... Here's my prediction. Eventually, about half of those platforms will fall off just because there are so many of them and they get so diluted and they're kind of the flavor of the day, not the flavor of the month, but the flavor of the day. And then somebody else comes along. I mean, and I don't want to get off in the weeds here too much, folks, but every yeah. day I probably get three to five emails unsolicited saying, hey, we've got this platform and we can really help you. Uh oh, yeah. And I look at them all and then I send them off to our uh, social media guy and he usually doesn't respond, but you can't blame him for trying. No. And i tell you, you know, the key, I think there too, trying not to get too tied in on this, man, but you know, you're crazy if you don't try to get your name that you've got set up on all the other platforms you might as well go ahead and at least log in and, and get, get your name that you want. So when anybody goes to find you, they type in the same thing and there they are, you know, even if you don't have any content on there, 
um, at least you got a presence there and you're ready for the future if they make it. And that's, um, that's kind of my attitude about it, but yeah, there's no way, man, you could do it. People make millions of dollars a year by doing nothing but managing those social media accounts. So. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Kel. We're going to take a break here. Uh, Leanne will be back for the next segment. And so will guess who Ray Lampy right after this on barbecue nation. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Hall of Famer Miss Leanne Whippen. Uh, we've got another Hall of Famer joining us here but we'd like to thank kel phelps for sharing all the information about the nbbqa conference coming up here in a couple of weeks and so i know our leanne will be there and our next guest the dr barbecue himself the guy with the glasses and the white beard from florida ray lampy is joining us right now they're going to be there i'm assuming and uh but i yes. won't be so they're going to have to take notes for me mm -hmm. like that you think they you will you actually do that I'll uh, take pictures. It's so easy to take pictures and get a lot of credit. For I that. agree. I I'll concur. send pictures. Okay. Yes, I will be there for sure. I'm okay. looking forward to it. Good. Yes, me too. Well, well, Ray, how are you? I'm great. You know, it's an adventure every day in my life. It's been, uh, you know, 2023 has had a few challenges so far, but we'll be all right. You know, it's, I haven't been through that before. I was telling somebody, so I'll get right to it. We closed our restaurant a few weeks ago. Just one of them things that my partner owned the property and the property got so valuable. It just didn't make sense yeah. to keep the restaurant open. So I tell everybody, you know, I've restarted many times. I've gone to new businesses my whole life since I'm 18 years old. I never did it when I was 65 before, though. So we're going to see how it works out this time. <laughs> oh, well, gosh. you know what? The sun will come up tomorrow, whether you're 16 or 65. So I've got all that experience, so it should be easier. I know. You're right. You would think. And, <laughs> and that and that big word starts with a W, wisdom, is what they always tell oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got lots of that. Got lots of wisdom there. So what have you been doing? You closed the restaurant. Have you been doing TV and stuff lately? I was on TV two hours ago, actually an hour and a half ago uh, okay. here in Tampa. I, every two weeks I go on the Fox channel here in, in Tampa and uh, and cook something for them. So it was actually to promote the restaurant. I started doing it, but I'd keep doing it anyway because you never know what I got going. And they're real nice to me over there. So, so yeah, I'm, I've been doing that. And um, I, I am going forward with Danson's, the Louisiana Grills. I, as far as I know, anyway, I think that's good. Going forward with the Turkey Federation and, and uh, poor Sandy just had a, has a torn Achilles. So I've been kind of playing nurse around here for a little bit. So, <laughs> oh, it, but the perfect time of year, January, usually we, there's not much to do anyway. It's, that's why I live in Florida, you know, yeah. that's why, because January is the time to kind of sit around and do nothing. And that's kind of what I've been doing. Well, there you go. Now you have some new spices and rubs. Yeah, I'm that, well, I'm working on that project, too, because I, I knew the restaurant thing was coming to an end. It's just one of them things, and I've known about it for six months. We just told everybody lately. but So it's kind of like I needed a new project, and I, I, I had a hot chicken rub I'd made up a few years ago, and it just was kind of going to be a conflict with when I worked for Green Egg and with Danson's and, and even the restaurant. We used it there, but it, it, we'd sell it a little bit, but it really wasn't 
you know, I kind of pushed it down the road and and I wanted to do that. And I had a couple of other new ideas I wanted to do and, and boy, the rub business is booming. And I saw a great opportunity to jump in. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see it probably, probably the end of February, they should be available for everybody. Okay. Now, is that going to be on your website or retail or how's that going to work out? I know you got to start somewhere with it everywhere. Uh, Yeah. 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 I mean, well, I'm working with the the girls, the Nicole from Whiskey Bent, um, and she's setting up sort of for me anyway a, a distribution kind of thing. Um, so she's going to be distributing it. So it'll be great. She set up also sets up a uh, online store, and so you know that'll be it's kind of an easy way to do it, and that's what I'm real happy about because I'm you know I don't know you don't want to do it's hard to do all of those things for four products one little small line of products, and she's got her products and some other products, and it's a whole little partnership thing going on that i'm really happy about and uh so we'll see it pretty soon and you're keeping an eye you're keeping an eye on leanne for me right down there oh i I was just thinking i haven't seen her lately because i have her her bag of goodies from jack daniels still in my garage so obviously i haven't seen her much lately i gotta get we gotta get together soon yes we're like neighbors you know you know ray last year she gave me holy hell because we we promoted the jack daniels thing on this show I, not the Jack Daniels thing, but the the Jack. And a couple of weeks later, I got this lovely engraved bottle of Jack Daniels. At he sit, did. Sitting right up on my shelf. And it was not the same one that Leanne was given at the actual event. Uh-huh. And she's been very unhappy with me. Mine was a little <laughs> higher grade. You know? Yeah, we just <laughs> yeah. get a, a bottle ready to drink when we've yeah. always been there. Yeah, That's no, right. this one was all shiny and fancy and one you you know want to hesitate to open type thing so <laughs> do that what i wanted to talk to you about today ray and and you and leanne both we've seen a lot of changes the last couple of years in in uh barbecue a lot of changes in competitive barbecue uh the nbbqa is now a private entity and it's starting to gain more traction uh as kelts told us in the first segment but i'd like to get your overview of where one competitive barbecue is and two where barbecue and for the general population is i mean i've we're three thousand miles apart so i see different things than you and leanne do um and instead of me just droning on about it i'd like you two to jump in there and tell me what you think well i'm going to skip over competition for and go directly to i'll come back to that but yeah barbecue in general it's amazing what has happened uh when we opened our restaurant four plus years ago i told everybody right before we opened you know every day you're going to walk up to one table where someone's going to say i'm from texas or i'm from kansas city and i know barbecue and blah 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 and i said you know some may know what they're talking about and others won't and you know you're gonna deal with that it's the nature of working in a barbecue restaurant i was wrong it was almost every table and it was good because they were far more educated than i ever expected um you know it's come a long way we no longer have to explain to people what a brisket is we no longer have to tell people uh about what the money muscle is, how to cook ribs, why we would wrap things, inject things. We have, don't need to tell them about blues hog anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, all that stuff has bubbled to the top and everybody's familiar with it now. Um, it's really amazing. We, part of what we did, and this goes back pretty far now, when we were bouncing around Chicago, eating in all the barbecue restaurants, and this is, you know, a couple of years, even after Leanne had been there. And we, 
historically in Chicago, it's a rib town. If you ask people sure. what the number one menu item was mm-hmm. in a barbecue restaurant, it'd be ribs. No, every barbecue restaurant we went to was it was brisket. Now, we were going to the more modern kind of restaurants, but still, that was amazing to me because when I started now, <laughs> it's actually literally 40 years ago now. Now it's completely changed. I, I would imagine up by you, too, in most of the country, we people are very educated about barbecue. And But here's the good part. We... <laughs> Those of us that have been doing this for all these years, trying to spread the gospel, we accomplished it. We need to all pat ourselves on the back. Hall of Famer, Ray Lampy, Hall of Famer, Leanne Whippin, and then me. I don't know what the hell I am, but we'll be back in just a minute. Don't go away. Hey, everybody, it's JT from Barbecue Nation, and my friends down at Smoky Bones have come up with a great summer special for you. For a limited time, get the Rib Feast for only $19.99. Now, Rib Feast comes with a house rack, two sides, garlic bread, and a drink, and that's when you actually eat at the restaurant. Smoky Bones, the masters of meat, well, they have about 63 locations from Illinois all the way down to Florida, and they bring you fire-grilled favorites and barbecue platters every day for lunch and dinner, and it's great stuff. So find a Smoky Bones near you and enjoy their summer rib feast special, only $19.99. That's Smoky Bones, the masters of meat. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation uh, here on USA Radio Networks and multiple, multiple, multiple platforms out there for the podcast version. Um, if you ever want to hear the real radio show, you can tap in and grab what they call the RSS feed and you can play that at your house. Then you hear the whole show, commercials and all. So I don't know why you'd want to do that, but you could. We'd like to thank the folks mm-hmm. at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef, you can be proud to serve your family and friends and also beef the way nature intended. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. And we'd like to announce a new sponsor. Uh, it's right home. Pig powder. And the, <laughs> and, and the lady sitting there with the blonde hair is going to tell you about pig powder. Yeah, I am. But, you know, as it relates to Ray and his line of uh, dry rubs coming out, it, you know, we that have been in this barbecue world have to look at other avenues, uh, uh, revenue streams, you might say. And it is a crazy market of dry rubs. And so pig powder has been around for years. It's a rub my dad developed sweet with a little bit of heat. Uh, my sister and I run the company now since my dad passed. And uh, it's it's uh, it's won a lot of awards. Best rub on the planet even so. And if you want to try it, you can go to pickpowder.com. I I can tell you this. I've used it now on, on of course, pork, but I've used it on chicken. I've used it on fish. Uh, I used it on some beef ribs. I like to experiment and see uh-huh. how it works. Uh-huh. I used it on a bunch of stuff in my new air fryer that I got for Christmas, and I've already given you those reports, but pig powder is excellent. So go to pigpowder.com. Leanne will autograph the bottle for you if I will if sure, you order some there. We uh, we're talking with Ray Lampy today, Doctor Barbecue, and um, it's always a pleasure to talk to Ray because he's just he's just Ray. There's no pretense there. He's just Ray, and that's one of the things I like about him. Well, I, I've been friends with Ray for years and years, and I must say this this year. Um, it's been a wonderful pleasure to work with him and in, in helping Cal Phelps in the National Barbecue Convention, which we're looking forward to in Orlando in a few weeks. Um, 
but we actually put together the educational series and that was a lot of fun, I think, for both of us. And uh, I really hope people attend because we really looked outside the box, you might say, from uh, past years. And Kel's trying to, you know, to make things different and more vivacious and um, not only to barbecuers, but people in the industry. And I think that the educational series hits in a lot of different directions and, you know, all kinds of people would enjoy it. So he talked, I've been going to the National Barbecue Association Conference. The first time I went was I'd have to figure out the exact year, but it was the early 90s. I was looking to buy a smoker and it was in Kansas City and. I've been a member and a attendee off and on for 30 years. And, you know, I, I always worry that it gets a little flat sometimes. So when Kel took over and gave me and Leanne the opportunity to basically get in his ear, um, I, I was happy to do that. And I enjoyed that. And the other thing was what it, what he streamlined is, you know, the, the NBBQA was a not-for-profit with a board and, and just, it was hard to do anything because there was a lot of people involved may not all, agree on what the right decision was. So Kel and Janet now have control. And basically, if you can convince Kel that it's a good idea, and, well, and Janet too, it's yeah. done. And, and it just made yeah. it a lot easier. It, it's pretty familiar. You, you know, if you had gone before, it's not like you're going to see a completely changed thing. But I like to think we've streamlined it into, you know, put some good stuff and, and kind of pushed some of the stuff that was getting a little stale to the back. Well, you did. And what he was talking about in the first segment and um, to me also on the phone was the classes he's going to have on Saturday. Now that those cost money, but that's no different than taking, uh, you know, the popular thing now, a master class online mm -hmm. or, or like that. It's that same concept that you've got some top names there and they're also doing some social media and barbecue as a business and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. The, um, what I want to say, the curriculum is pretty mm -hmm. cool. And it it's, I went last year, I mean, Leanne and I met down there and went and mm -hmm. Meathead was there and we all kind of scurried around together. And uh, I found it very interesting. Uh, but I think you guys have stepped up the game this year. That's what I'm going to say. So, mm -hmm. well, I mean, you know, fresh, a little different, a different point of view, you know, yeah. again, it had a whole board of directors that, you know, would get bogged down sometimes. So I, I like to think that we've, it, it should feel new. Yeah. Well, I think it will. And you're right about the board of directors. And I will tell you, um, last year, Ray, when they were kind of passing the baton, as it were, you could tell the people that were there that were on the board previously, they kind of went, Phew. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's not like those aren't good people. They're all no, really no, good no. people. Most of them uh -huh. are my friends. They just are when there's 10 people trying to make a decision. I don't care who we are and what the decision uh -huh. is. It's yeah. it's a little cumbersome. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm sorry. I can't go. I, I told you off the air, you know, that I had my knee done. I can't sit on a plane yet for six hours to get from uh -huh. Portland to Orlando with my leg bent. But I'll I'll be back. I'm like the Terminator. You know, I'll be back type thing with that. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about and you're going to talk about at the at the National Barbecue Convention there. We see hundreds of at least I do, of videos online every week posted. In, and I'm not talking about YouTube. I'm talking about the, you know, the snippet section on TikTok and on uh, Twitter. Those are reels, Jeff. You're sounding like an old man. Yeah. Those are called They're reels. Reels, yes, yes. <laughs> Some young guy told me. <laughs> 
I actually have a reel, but it's old too, like I am, right? <laughs> uh, and look, what we were talking about in the previous segment, there's a lot of people have knowledge, but once in a while you still get somebody that's like, I never say anything. I know you guys wouldn't say anything unless you were asked, but it's like, maybe you better go back and read that book one more time. You know, it, it, it's it's like that. I've interviewed a couple of those people, uh, very nice people, lovely people like that. But I think overall, with the advent of, of uh, technology, social media, all those things, I think the information is there for people. And it's, again, not to sound redundant, but it's people like you, Ray, and Leanne that have put that out there so people can learn. And I'm amazed at some of that. Some of these people aren't 20 years old and they're doing it. That's kind of what impresses me. Mm-hmm. Well, we got this this situation, though, that has sort of evolved into where everybody's looking for the, the one way to cook a brisket. Well, when we were coming up, for me, I was not trying to find a way to cook brisket. I'd like to know 20 ways to cook briskets. And then I got in, in the cookbook writing business and I needed to have 50 ways to cook a brisket or, or whatever it may be. And, and it disappoints me sometimes that, uh, and the competition, you know, bogs this down a little bit. Everybody's looking for, uh, you know, and even outside of competition, everybody wants to cook a brisket like Aaron Franklin. Now, nothing against Aaron. His brisket's outstanding, and and it's a cool way to do it, and it's and he really does honor his Texas roots and all of that. But I remember years ago, I learned from Oklahoma Joe. There is an Oklahoma Joe, by the way, if you don't yep. know that. Uh, it's not just a brand. Joe took this brisket and put a jar of jalapenos in the paper before he put the brisket in or in the foil. And I thought that was the greatest idea ever. <laughs> now it ain't going to win a competition. It's not what Aaron Franklin serves at his restaurant, but man, don't you want to try that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, I think all these things, I'm always willing to try anything <clears throat> at least once, you know, <laughs> uh, sometimes it's gotten me in trouble and I'm not particularly talking about barbecue, but, um, I think people that have a natural curiosity about food, cooking, barbecue, like we do, I think you've got to kind of keep your mind open to say there is not just one particular way when you're talking barbecue. I mean, if you're talking about baked Alaska, that's a different story. But if you're talking about briskets or tri-tips or ribs, whatever, I think, like I said, I'm always open to trying. Well, the competition thing has sort of bred that too. And, uh, you know, back when we were doing it more, actually it's just about the anniversary of the last time me and Leanne cooked against each other at Lakeland last year. Uh It was a a horrible experience after (laughs) having been out of it for so long. Um, But we were, you know, we were like the test pilots. I I was, we were trying to create different things to to make something a little different. And we used to say, we'll teach you, I'll tell you 80% of what I did right now but the other 20, you got to figure out on your own. And I think that drove a little bit of diversity now. And, and I'm guilty of this, too, because I was the first guy that was doing barbecue classes while I was still winning. Uh, nobody, you know, Paul Kirk was doing them, but he hadn't been winning in a while. And and I think Ed Royce was doing something. He wouldn't tell you everything. Mm-hmm. But literally nobody else was. And I, I was I needed the money. So I was like, I'm going to start mm-hmm. doing these classes. And uh, so, I mean, I'm sort of guilty of that, too, because I did tell everybody everything I knew at the time. And it was good. It was good info then it wouldn't be sure. anymore but but by doing that we create this one single thing that wins the barbecue contest uh you know i know technically these are all a little bit different but boy i can tell you judging the jack and i think leanne will agree uh-huh. it's hard to tell one box from the other it all kind of it tastes is. the same mm-hmm. so 
it also creates, I call a lot of the, the modern barbecue comp- competition cooks, technicians. They don't really, they're not creative. They don't necessarily need to be creative. They don't need to, you know, I, I write cookbooks for a living. I have to write all kinds of different recipes. They don't need that. They need to completely execute the exact thing that Tim Shear showed them. And they're going to be in the, in the running every week and yeah. nothing against Tim. I don't blame him. He's doing a great, great stuff for the barbecue world. Um, I just threw his name out there as, oh, as, yeah. A, yeah, yeah. as an but, example. Um, and I don't blame anybody for this. Unfortunately, it takes some of the create all the creativity and some of the fun out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, Leanne and I have talked about that uh, because <clears throat> I I don't have the competition experience that you guys do. I mean, I, I fully admit that. But I know when you go, uh, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment coming up, Ray, when you go to down the line and you're at the grocery store and you're looking at all the different rubs and seasonings that are available out there, and there's a ton of them. And they're all good. But if you take probably 80% of them, there isn't a 1% degree of difference between that 80% in their in their flavor patterns. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's been my experience there. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with two Hall of Famers today, Ray Lampy and my co-host, Ms. Leanne Whippin, right after this on Barbecue Nation. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Ms. Leanne Whippen, Hall of Famer, Ray Lampy, Hall of Famer. You know him as Dr. Barbecue. Uh, next week, we've got a newbie coming on the show. Robert Wirt, he's up from my area here. He's got ribs by Rob. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Rob is a law enforcement officer who got into barbecue, and now he's got a food truck. He lives down at the Oregon coast. He's doing some great things. He wants to get out of the law enforcement business. And so we're going to be talking to him. That's uh, somebody that really kind of just started and people liked his products and it took off. So we're going to do that. Anyway, how do you, when you're creating these rubs, Ray uh, and Leanne too, how do you differentiate between yours and Bob Jones over here in the flavor profile? Because a lot of them, like I said, are the same. They're you know, they all have salt, pepper, paprika, garlic, blah, blah, blah. And then there's very little room for whatever would tweak that flavor just for to be raised. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. When I when I did this hot chicken rub and it's about five years ago now, yeah. finally going to bring it to market. I called one of the big spice blenders in the country. I don't want to mention the name because it's not a great story. Um and I knew the guy and I, and I said something about, I, I, I said, uh, well, how are we going to work this? What I really wanted him to do, and this is my advice to people, if you're going to do one on your own, 
call them and have them send you all the ingredients because the big spice blender, his garlic is not the same as what you bought at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, or even if you went to a high end place in your neighborhood, it's not the same. The paprika is not the same and on down the line. So you might as well start with his products because it's not going to be the same if you don't. So that was my intention with the question, but when his answer jumped out at me, he said, well, You'll own the combinations as your proprietary recipe, but you won't own my knockoff recipes. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, if you want yours to be 25% uh, smoking guns hot and 25% and pellet envy and some Cimarron docks in there and, you know, th these ones, uh, some Heath Riles peach rub as 20%, whatever, uh, yeah. then... I can do that. I can make that for you and you'll own your proprietary secret combination. I said, what do you mean? I said, I don't, that's not what I was going to do. I was going to, I wanted to use ingredients. And he said, oh, okay, that'd be fine. I said, I just can't tell you the last time someone called me to make a new rub and there wasn't a combination of existing rubs. Uh -huh. So now let's think about that. So I just rattled off four or five. So if my secret rub is a quarter of each of those four. now. What if one of those four is also a secret combination of <laughs> some other four? I mean, it, it just yeah. makes no sense to me. Uh, I can't even imagine, you know, imagine when you really look at that shelf in the store of all these different rubs, think about how uh, how many generations of, of other people's rubs are in some of them. Um, mm -hmm. And I just think that's crazy. I it. it I don't know. I, I just would never, I may do that if I was cooking in competition, but it would never cross my mind to knock off yep. four of my friends rubs to make <laughs> the rub, but that's uh -huh. the, that's the industry now. So that's why they all end up kind of tasting the same. Um, I can promise you that's not what I did at all. Um, oh, I'm sure I'm my sure. hot chicken rub was an idea I had when I five, six years ago, I was in Nashville and all of a sudden hot chicken was blowing up. I was at the convention center and like the, the portable, little uh, food booth to feed the conventioneers had hot chicken and they were just chicken strips that were a little bit, not really hot at all. I mean, they were, you know, medium at best. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is sort of jumped the shark. Um, but I don't, I looked around and there was one, like in a fancy little tin, a hot chicken barbecue rub that I could find online. I was like, all right, I got to do this. And I, like I said, I did it. And I, and I think it's really good. It's hot though, man. Don't, don't order my hot chicken rub if you don't want something hot. Um, mm -hmm. And I just didn't bring it to market yet. So I don't know. There's probably a bunch of them out there now. But th that's that one is a total original. And the others are as well. But what I did with these last three, and actually I did it with the hot chicken rub too. The, the, the local co-packer is a friend of mine. I've known him for years. And I called him and I said, this is what I want my end game to be. Let's work on this together. I didn't try to send him my recipe. So the other thing that happens is people will have the secret recipe. And like Leanne's in a situation like this uh -huh. with an old family recipe, you don't really want to share that around. Uh -huh. However, it, it it's hard to go forward with that. It's easier to go forward calling your spice blender and saying, uh -huh. I want to have a salt, pepper, garlic, 
with a little bit of paprika and I want it to be about a seven on the heat scale and I want a little extra garlic or whatever. And yeah. then he gives you some samples. And and now, now it's really easy to get from there to the shelf. Uh, uh -huh. If Leanne, Leanne's, I, I happen to know she's used the same blender forever. If she tries to change blenders, it's going to be a nightmare because uh -huh. it's just how it is. Uh, uh -huh. So if you're going to do it, I suggest call a co-packer that you like and trust and work with them from square one. They're not going to steal your recipe. That's not they don't want it. They don't they'll, want they'll it. just, I mean, well, I, <laughs> I, I talked about all those knockoffs. That guy didn't steal those from people. He just knows if he tastes that rub, he knows how to make it taste like that. So yeah. he could, you know, it's not like they were all his in-house customers that he stole their recipes. That That's just not how it goes. Don't, don't be so scared that somebody's going to steal your recipe. Um, if you're starting from scratch, if you've got an but old at the recipe, same time, it's hard. I, but at the same time, you should still always sign an NDA. Not yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. doesn't cost you anything and it protects you. Yeah, everybody will do that. And again, if mm -hmm. you've got an old old family recipe, that's different. Now you've got to some, find somebody to make it so it tastes like you want it to taste. But if you're starting from scratch, it's easier to to describe to the guy what you want. And in my hot chicken rub, there was it just needed something. And the, the guy brought this a chili pepper I'd never heard of before. And he said, this might work. And, and we tried it and it was just what we needed. Uh, so, you know, because he, he's this guy has made him, you know, I, God knows how many rubs over sure. the years. So sure. so that's always my advice. If you're starting from scratch again, if uh -huh. you've got an old family recipe, well, you're just going to have to sort it out. I went back and I mean, I grew up in the 60s and 70s like we all did on this show. So <laughs> Don't I knew we had those cool scales like we yep, have now yep. back then. <laughs> you didn't have to have a triple beam. No, 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 no. Those were, those old Graham scales came in pretty handy later on in life. I'll, I'll put it like that. Um, all the old people are going to get the triple beam joke. Yep, yep. I know. <laughs> That's okay. That'll be our little secret between the three of us. Um, Ray Lampy. Thank you. As I, Ray's going to stick around for after hours because we've got new stuff on after hours that Ray hasn't heard yet. So he's going to be doing that. Leanne is always, um, she, you've just been a trooper since you, you've been with me on this show. Oh, and I re well, really appreciate you. it. So, Hey Jeff, I don't, I don't know if you know, I got to introduce Leanne at the barbecue hall of fame awards. It was uh, absolutely heartwarming. I, I shed a tear and even though Myron says there's no tears in barbecue. Oh, well, uh, but yeah, I almost it, did. I almost did too. I must admit. Yeah. That's what it, she told me that it She's, seriously made it even that much more special. So there you yeah, go. There you go. Too. We're going to get out of here. After hours is coming up. Thank you for listening to barbecue nation. We'll be back next week with another show and remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. Take care everybody and be kind. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.